heard that. Don't forget to come and pick up your feelings. <laughs> Guess what, peoples? I woke up in my feelings. So I thought, what a good track to start the morning with. You guys know it is turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up Tuesday. And that means that we're going to have a conversation. And then we're going to um, hopefully share some motivation to help you all kickstart your day, wherever you're feeling, whatever you're going through, whatever that looks like, we's about to get it, okay? So um, you're more than welcome to come to the stage. And I found something in my phone, right? I'm always finding stuff in my phone, okay? And I think it was something I wrote back in mm -hmm, some year, mm-hmm. And it literally says, it's cool just because, I don't think I finished it, but when I found it, I was like, ah, oh, you know, when you wake up and you kind of feel numb and you feel like you're not present, but um, yeah, this was something I wrote ages ago, but I'm just gonna share it with you guys. So it says, I often wonder if I have to experience relationships just so I can feel me, a place or state of being that truly allows me to sit in the mirror of myself in the emotions of myself, in the feelings of myself, and just feel. And when I say feel me, it's really all I can do because at this point, I feel like I can't feel anyone else. I wanna call it sad, but it really doesn't feel that deep. It doesn't feel that solid, or it really doesn't even feel that necessary. Truth is to the outside world, I'm numb. Ironic, because I know your eyes are outside world is a reflection of your inner world and I keep asking and feeling like where is this where does this come from who is this and what did this I feel like I've come from being the most content child like I've always just been okay but funnily enough on the outside I've probably been perceived as confident bold lit and a person able to hold it together and maintain her shit but the truth is as I write I realize I'm so far from it the ability I have to criticize myself is just so real. The ability I have to highlight my flaws and see myself through the worst eyes is incredibly heartbreaking. And to be honest, every time I allow myself to enter or reside in another relationship, I find myself back in the same old pit. Like, is this really it? Is it really enough to say I'm over this shit? Or is this going to be the season that allows me to finally handle my shit? So I'm asking you guys, have you ever been in a situation or woke up just feeling numb, feeling like, oh my God, I've got these feelings. Like, when am I gonna pick up these feelings? Whose feelings are these? Where did they come from? And what am I gonna do with them? How am I going to use them? Like, why are they even mine? And it's funny that this comes up because this morning I watched a, a sermon by Sarah Jakes and it's called Fragility. And she talks about being fragile. And she was speaking in there about how our senses are like God speaking to us. And sometimes we shut them down so much. We shut down our senses so much that we create a level of protection. But in that level of protection, we're so guarded that we stop ourselves from being able to communicate. We stop ourselves from being able to feel. We stop ourselves from being able to interact. And I don't know, am I the only person that has sometimes gone through a state of feeling numb? 
And if you're going through a state of feeling numb and you're feeling like, I can't hear nothing, I can't see nothing, I can't touch nothing, nothing's making sense. How do you navigate out of that feeling? One thing I love about relationships is they're often a mirror. They are legit a mirror of who we are and what we're going through. And it's so funny how we look at relationships like it's just that person or that person is doing this and I'm not just talking about intimate relationships I'm talking about all relationships and we really don't like to look into the mirror of relationships and see ourselves, especially when they're difficult and so if you're facing some challenges in a relationship one of the best things that you can do is flip that mirror turn it around and say yo where is that in me where am I doing that so for instance, if you're in a relationship with someone and you feel they really don't express themselves, and you think, oh my God, you're really open and you would love to have an open conversation, but you feel like that other person is always just closed off. They don't feel, they don't express themselves. Then I'm inviting you to find that part of you where you're not expressing yourself. And it might not be the part that says you're not willing to have an open conversation, but it might be the part of you that's like, I'm not expressing myself fully in my job. I'm not expressing myself fully. Um, when I walk into rooms, I shrink. I'm not expressing myself fully when I'm chucked into new arenas. So there is a mirror in these relationships and you've got to find it. And when we're not finding it, that's where we're sometimes the numbness is coming from. That's sometimes where we're feeling over emotional. Like I coach so many women every day of my life and so much of them are scared of their emotions. So many women are scared to cry because they perceive that as being weak. So many women are scared to go into rooms and express themselves and say like, this is how I feel because they see that as being vulnerable. And I was that woman too. I speak about this very openly that vulnerability was something that mm, I didn't really mess with that. That really wasn't my portion because I felt that when people were vulnerable, they were weak. But I started to be vulnerable with myself. So I started to pick up my phone. And just like I recorded that account in my phone, I started to express like, how am I feeling? And the reason why I'm doing this in this morning of rise and win is sometimes we wake up in the mornings and we just go about our day. We're not taking those moments to check in and be like, no, seriously, how am I feeling? And we run from our feelings because sometimes we've let our feelings control our whole life. So that means that we do something when we feel good. And when we don't feel good, we no longer do that. But actually, when we start to do things, because whether we feel good or not, but we know that it's going to lead us to something greater, we know that it's a part of the bigger plan, we know that it's a step closer to our goal or our dream or our vision or intention, we start to learn more about ourselves. And so sometimes when our feelings have been controlling our whole lives, we try to avoid them. We try to be like, oh, I don't want to go into them. I don't want to tap into them. Oh, no. But maybe if you've been taught a healthy idea of your feelings, if you've been taught a healthy idea of your emotions, you'll understand that actually they're just helping you. They're not actually there to trigger you. They're not there to make you feel worse. They're actually there as your inner guidance. And you will hear people say your GPS, your guidance protection system. And when you use them as just that, when you wake up and you say like, yo, how am I feeling? And you're able to identify, I feel numb. I'm not really feeling anything at all. Or wow, I feel really good. Or wow, I feel like shit. 
whatever those feelings look like, when you're able to identify them and pay note, this is why I encourage people to journal because you might start to recognize patterns. So you might start to recognize, especially for the women that are in the room, like, yo, that you have this week in the month and it comes every month where you just don't feel too great. And it's to do with your body clock, it's to do with your hormones. But if you're not aware of it, you let it consume you, you let it control you, you let it govern your moves, you let it take over your life, you let it be the thing that you're worshiping. But when you pick it up as a pattern, like there will be a week now where just before I get my menstrual cycle, I really just don't start to feel that great. So I'm just like, okay, be kind to yourself. Take some time with yourself. Do some things that make you feel good. It's okay in that week to slow down. Sometimes we're trying to do the most. We're trying to keep going, 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 doing, doing, doing. And we're not giving ourselves permission to just be. So when we tap into our feelings, when we take those moments in the morning to journal, to stop, to say, yo, hey, talking to yourself, how are you? And then we take the minutes after that to answer, we get to pick up our feelings. We literally forget to pick up our feelings. And this is why I love this song by Jasmine Sullivan, because she's like, yo, don't forget to come and pick up your feelings. Don't leave any pieces because she's cleaning it up. And sometimes when we're in a relationship, the only thing that keeps us tied to these relationships is our feelings. We've seen the red flags and we know we should have walked out. We've seen that that friendship or, you know, that working relationship no longer works. But because we're not checking in with ourselves, we're just holding on to these feelings. But actually, we're not feeling good in these scenarios. We're not feeling good in that environment. We're not feeling good in that relationship. So why are we still in it? And we just have to get better at challenging ourselves. Challenging ourselves to tap into like, why do I believe this? Where has this thought come from? Who does it belong to? Because actually, some of the time, some of the feelings we're picking up, they're not even our own. So you might wake up in the best spirits every day. You might be lit and ready to go, go, go every day. And then you walk out of your house and you're walking into the same environment and you're feeling like, oh my gosh, what is this doing to me? But actually a part of that feeling is you are so sensitive. You are so in tune with everyone and everything that you're now picking up somebody else's feelings and you keep identifying it as your own. And it's not your energy, it's not your feelings. But because you're not in tune with checking in with yourself, you're now wearing those feelings, carrying those feelings, owning those feelings, and they're not yours. So when we walk out of situations and we walk out of scenarios, perhaps one of the most powerful things we could tell them to do is, yo, don't forget to come and pick up your feelings because we be walking around places, leaving our feelings everywhere as if they're not energy, as if they don't carry something, as if they don't affect someone. And the crazy thing is when you're not aware of them, we're just walking around and it's like we're just leaving our dirt places. And I've been having this conversation with my son because I was in the kitchen and my back was turned towards him and he walked into the room. And I was like, yo, um, why are you coming in with that energy? And he was like, what are you talking about energy? I don't believe in energy. <laughs> and I said, what is energy? I said, you learn about science, right? 
So energy is just the atoms, everything is moving. And when it's moving, it creates something. That's really all the energy is. But you've got to understand that when we walk into places, we're carrying an energy. But when we're not in a line with our feelings, when we're not having a relationship with our feelings, right? We don't even know that energy that we're creating. So now if he walks into a classroom and his head is down or he feels like, or he might feel amazing, he's naturally got a sense of a leader. So when he walks into that room, he probably doesn't understand how much impact and influence he's having on that room. And guess what? He didn't open his mouth. When he walked into the room and I felt his energy, he didn't say a word. I was just like, what's going on? Because I am super sensitive to people's feelings, their emotions and their energy. And I'm not the only one. So many of you are too. But because you're not checking in with yourself first, before you go into work, before you go into your relationship, before you give to your children, before you give to your friends, you could be picking up other people's feelings and you're not aware of it. So we've got to get better at taking these stop points, these checkpoints with ourselves. It is so important that we teach ourselves to stop, that we teach ourselves to be still, that we teach ourselves to be quiet and that we teach ourselves to check in. Because in the still of everything, there's answers. In the still of everything, something is communicating with us. But we're too scared to get quiet to hear it. And I'm telling y'all, it's loud. And the more that you practice it, hence why they teach you methods like meditation or hence why they teach you methods like prayer. Ultimately, what they're saying is have a conversation. When we're talking about prayer, have a conversation with your highest self. That is the God. And that God is within you. When they're talking about meditation, it's like sit in silence to hear your higher self, to hear God. Get comfortable being still. Get comfortable being quiet. Get comfortable identifying your feelings. And even if those feelings are showing up as a numbness, guess what, babes? That's a feeling too. And all that that numbness is probably telling you is you've probably over-processed some things or you've probably overprotected yourself. So now you're just guarded. So now you don't really want to interact with everybody. You don't really want to feel anything with anybody. Or you know what is worse, and a lot of us women do this, is we take too much. And we take too much and we stop communicating along the way. So guess what? We get to shutdown mode. And then you see this in men too, where men have never been taught to communicate. So then they are numb. They are numb because nobody has given them permission to say it's okay to communicate how you feel. So I just want to pass through today to encourage you guys to have a relationship with your feelings. Understand that they are just indicators in helping you win. They are indicators in helping guide you. It is really okay to not feel okay. It's fine. And I think we need to normalize it more. A crazy part of what's happening in mental health is that everybody's searching for this good, good, good. I want to feel good, good, good. I want to be positive. I want to be good. I want to feel positive. I want to feel good. And I'm not willing to settle for anything less than that. 
But actually, if you're only experiencing life and feeling good, right, you're missing out on all of the lessons that come when you don't feel good. You're missing out on all of those turning points that you experience when you're not feeling your best. And we've got to get in the practice of experiencing all of life and giving ourselves permission to do it unapologetically. Because all of life looks like embracing every season that you're in. All of life looks like embracing all of your emotions. I know people that are so scared to get angry. I'm happy to get angry just as much as I'm happy to be sad, just as much as I'm happy to be happy because it makes me remember that I'm a real person. I'm a spiritual being having a human experience and a part of that human experience is a bag of emotions. But if I'm only willing to hold myself accountable to one or two or three, essentially I'm robbing myself of the experience of life. The difference is I'm not willing to hold myself accountable to just feeling bad. I'm not willing to hold myself accountable to just feeling shit. What I'm willing to do is hold myself accountable to experiencing all of life in whatever that looks like. I'm able, I'm willing, and I'm available and open, right, to allow my sadness to teach me something, to allow my numbness to teach me something, to allow my greatness to teach me something. Because the sad thing is, some people are scared of being great. Some people are scared of being successful. Some people are so scared of being vulnerable and open that they're missing so much in life because we've been taught, hold your business, hold it together, look good, look good. We've been taught to look good, but we ain't been taught to feel good. And a part of feeling good comes from appreciating when you don't feel good. Comes from having gratitude for those seasons where you're on your knees. For those seasons where you can label it and claim it as depression if you want. I don't choose to claim those things. But I'm aware of what they can look like and I'm aware of where they come from. So if it feels like I'm about to go there, I've got access to tools that can bring me out. Because ultimately depression is just replaying, replaying your past. You keep replaying it until it creates this mode of I don't have that or I want that or I'm missing that or something is missing. And the, and the real truth is nothing's ever missing in our lives. We are always getting everything that we need. We may not be getting what we want, but we are absolutely always getting everything that we need. And sometimes the reason why you're feeling numb, the reason why you're feeling over emotional, the reason why you're feeling angry is because you haven't given yourself permission before that to communicate what's really going on. You haven't given yourself permission to sit with yourself. You haven't given yourself permission to ask yourself quality questions. So you know what the universe will do? It will hit you with a stop. And that stop could look like sickness. That stop could look like a flu. That stop could look like depression. That stop could look like over, like anxiety attacks. It could look like all of these things, but ultimately what I believe that God and the universe is saying to you is check in. 
ask yourself some questions, pick up your feelings, and also identify if those feelings are yours. Because we're so amazing, right? And we're so sensitive that some of us have been carrying our parents' feelings our whole lives, and we've never given ourselves permissions to be ourselves. So we've seen the way that when mummy goes through too much, she locks off. So before you know it, we've taught ourselves to do the same. We've seen the way that when daddy goes through too much, he gets angry. So before you know it, we've taught ourselves to do the same. But who are you without those layers? Who are you when you take those cloths off? Who are you when you take those masks off? Who are you? And how many layers have we put on just because we've become mum? How many layers have we put on just because we've become dad? How many layers have we put on because we're named as daughter, sister, friend? So we're now carrying all of these layers, right? That don't belong to us. And now we can't feel anymore because we just had to take on the responsibility of being the eldest child. We just had to take on the responsibility of being the smart one. We just had to take on the responsibility of being a young mum. Whatever the responsibility looks like of being a single mum, when do we take off those layers and say, who am I without these things? Am I really giving myself permission to feel? And when we do, that's where we give ourselves permission to really heal. So I pray that as you go about your day on this Tuesday, that you remember to pick up your feelings. That you remember to take a checkpoint and say, hey, who am I with these feelings? And who am I without these feelings? Because sometimes as well, we identify ourselves with these feelings. So if you're waking up every day and you're feeling sad, you say, I'm depressed. When actually, maybe there's something in the sadness that you've got to find. If you wake up every day and you're feeling joy, you're like, people will say, oh my God, she's got too much energy. Now, maybe she's just in an amazing place in her life and she's just found her calling and she's waking up and living it every single day. Maybe we're so judgmental because underneath all of these feelings, we're judging ourselves. So I pray that as we go through this day, we remember to be kind. We remember to be compassionate. We remember to be open. I'm actually asking you guys to be vulnerable. And sometimes that's a hard thing to do. But when you're vulnerable, it gives you permission to ask yourself like, what's really going on? Be vulnerable with yourself because sometimes you've got to put your hands up and say like, yo, I can't cope. You got to put your hands up and say, this is too much. You got to put your hands up and say, I have had enough because that's what surrender looks like. And when you hit that place of surrender, what you're really saying is, you know what, God, you're gonna have to dispatch them angels because I'm gonna need some assistance. But if you don't do that vulnerability, if you don't do that open part, you're guarded, you're protecting yourself. And then the angels can't get in to help you. And I don't care what religion you are. I don't care what you do or don't believe in. I'm just planting this seed that angels are assigned to you. That there are people walking on this planet Earth that are assigned to help you as much as there is things that we cannot see that are assigned to help you. 
But if you continue to carry that strong suit of I've got to do it by myself, of nobody's out here to help me, of I don't see no help, then you're going to miss seeing how things are literally working out to help you. So today, I pray you give yourself permission to really pick up your feelings, identify them, own them. Some of them you've got to hold a bit closer. Sometimes you've got to identify, yo, I am grieving and it's heavy. I am sad and it is heavy. And this load is a lot for me to carry and I'm gonna need some assistance. And I don't know where it's gonna come from. I don't know who it's gonna come through, but I'm open to receive it. And when we start to set these intentions, we would wanna know how or why or where we were blessed from. Sometimes you're in these relationships, these intimate relationships, and you've lost every part of who you are. You've lost every part of your ability to feel and deeply connect with yourself. And then you wonder why you can't deeply connect with your partner. And I'm just saying, maybe it's time that you rethink how you're choosing to connect with yourself. Because looking for a partner, looking for intimacy, looking for a relationship is not going to be the answer to this deep connection that your soul is yearning you to have with you. So let's go through this day just remembering to pick up our feelings because we are valued and we're valuable because we are loved and we are love. Because we're here to be greatness, but we're already great. We got to give ourselves permission to tap into those feelings. Anybody want to come up to the stage and say anything? I'm going to invite anyone at Ali Alap to speak if you want to just say anything at all in contribution to this conversation. I'm very good at speaking to myself, guys. <laughs> but it's better when you speak to people. Um, so yeah, I've invited you guys up to the stage. If you want to come up and add anything, please do. If you need to go through today picking up your feelings, please do. And um, have a great day. I'm going to play this if no one's coming up. Oh, mama's there. Hi, Christina, how are you? Well, I am losing connection to all, um, what do you call it, internet? So that probably, as you said about your son, it's probably a reflection of where I am. I'm feeling slightly disconnected. <laughs> so um, whenever I go on a Zoom or an internet, I'm, I'm losing the connection. So yeah, just shows how energy works sometimes. Um, one of the things that you said was grief and I feel like I've been, I've grieved a lot. I've had a lot of loss during my life and um, in this season of my life, I think maybe I'm getting older, um, recently lost my dad about a month ago and I feel that um, this one is hitting me left, right and centre. So at the beginning I felt like, oh yeah, getting through this okay. And then some trials have turned up in the middle of that. And I guess for me as a person, I've spent a lot of my life controlling everything and um, not being able to control the feeling of this time. Yeah, it's just got me in a place that I don't know. I feel quite lost. I feel quite different to how I normally feel. So it was interesting today to hear about the vulnerability and to hear about 
Yeah, it's all right to, to not be okay. I love that. And I think it's so important what you said, you know, there is a part of us when you practice these things, and this is a part of, I guess, self-work and, and healing, where you do learn to control your feelings. You absolutely can. But guess what? The way that life happens, we don't get to control them all the time. We don't get to control anything all the time. And there's such a lesson in that being there's such a lesson in letting go. There's such a lesson in just letting things be that when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, we allow ourselves to just do that. And I just pray that you continue to just let things go. And one thing that I know about grief is every situation is completely different. I don't know if it's something we ever get comfortable with. I don't know if it's something that we just fully come to acceptance with we just learn to cope we learn to deal and sometimes that takes a very long process compared to others and it's just the way that life goes and again I just invite you to continue to be kind to yourself continue to remain present and continue to just identify how you're feeling moment to moment day to day because it's important um not to neglect it because sometimes we neglect how we feel and in the long run it's just worse off and i think it's the, it's the time so with this pandemic season or whatever you know normally at times like this you're very supported um you know maybe by key members of your family and that sort of thing so this is a very different um grief um and grieving and feeling isolated it's a completely different to having that wider extended family and I think normally things are done harmonious and then this isn't a very harmonious um situation so yeah it's just it's just a very different experience and then so I realized, I realized that, that that was like my control is we always work together and it's so great and we come up with something fantastic. This one that isn't working like that. And I guess that that is what I am actually, the, the, the opposition, the opposing force, that's what I've been focusing more on as opposed to just, just allow it, just let it go. And me letting it, letting it go doesn't mean that I don't love my dad. You know, that's what I have to keep telling myself that. And that's where it's crazy, because at the end of the day, like I said, we're always given what we need, not necessarily what we want. And what we want looks how we want it more time. But what we need doesn't necessarily come in the gold shiny wrapper, but it's what we need. And if the lesson that the universe or God wants to give you at this time is, I'm going to need you to let go. But the way I'm going to teach you to let go is going to be with something that's so precious to you is so precious to you that I need to do it with this thing so that you get it, then that's what God will do. Because if he lets you let go of something that doesn't really mean that much to you, then you're not gonna get the lesson. And this is the uncomfortable parts of life that we try to avoid. This is the uncomfortable part of life that we wish like, Yo, God, I, uh, you know, I mean, I've been doing the right thing and it doesn't feel like you're hearing me. 
but we've got to learn to let it be and we've got to continue to trust the process because you see the thing is it's easy to trust the process when everything's going how we want it to go it's easy to trust the process when we feel good but when we don't feel good and things are not going how we want them to go are we able to fully trust the process And I just think that for me, you know, I never, ever, ever came into this life to just lie down. So sometimes, you know, it might have me on my feet. It might have me sitting down for a while. It might have me, have me stop exercising or stop walking or stop doing the things that help me to stay on track. But it's just for, yeah, it don't serve me. So I've got to just focus again and get back on. That's, that's important to me. And we've also got to remember that the stop is as important as the go. There's some things that we can only learn in the stop. There's some things that we can only learn in the still. And if we keep avoiding it, because we're going, 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 doing, 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 we're missing. Life is about balance, but the balance of it isn't necessarily how we think it is, as in doing everything evenly. That's not the balance. The balance has been able to embrace everything, but it's actually really about harmony. And harmony is understanding that when we hear a harmony, it's different notes coming together to create one sound. That's the same thing. We've got to have harmony with ourselves so that we can have harmony in life. So thank you so much for joining me on stage for this conversation. I pray that the rest of you have been inspired and I thank you so much for coming into the room to come and shake the room with me. The reason why I call this club Shaking the Room is because I just want us to continue to be unapologetic about who we are and about taking up space. I think that as long as God has a space for us, there's a place for us. And we've got to get confident, bold, unapologetic about taking up that space in our own time. And whatever that looks like to us individually, I just pray that the rooms that happen in this club are able to inspire you. It's Tuesday, so Claudine will be back this evening with a co-parenting room. I believe it's at six o'clock. Um, so yeah, she talks about co-parenting. You do not have to be a, a, a parent to even enjoy that room. She does a lot of inner child healing and the conversations are always popping and great. I will be back tomorrow evening, Wednesday at six o'clock. I wasn't here last week, but I'm going to be my word and be back next tomorrow at six in the evening. And then, oh, there's Cece. And I will also be here um, on Thursday morning at 7.30 again. Cece, do you have something you want to say? Grand rising, ladies. Yes, I just wanted to share tonight, which I thought was really interesting. We'll be talking um, things I wish my parents had told me. Wow. So just having a discussion about things that we may have learned later down in life that we're like, oh, my mum didn't say that, or my dad never really taught me that. Um, because sometimes I think as parents, and I'm really learning this with my children, we think we're saying a lot, and we think sometimes we're showing them a lot and we're not necessarily so i just think it'll be really interesting to talk about things that we've learned along the journey that we're like oh i wonder what would have happened if my parents would have said that so please join me i'll be um doing it at 6 p.m tonight on clubhouse I love that. I look forward to seeing y'all there. Tag your friends, tag somebody, join the club, follow the club. If you're not following it, you can just click that house at the top and 
follow the club and follow each other so we can keep um, being of support. Have an incredible day, queens, and don't forget to go and pick up your feelings. Don't leave no peace. Yeah. Need to hurry and pick up your, pick up your feelings.